It's major week. PGA Championship week. Uh, a lot of talk about the PGA versus Live again. We'll have that. We'll be discussing our trip to Tulsa for the Live event, as well as previewing this week's PGA Championship at Oak Hill. Hasn't been there in 10 years. Um, so we're going to give you guys the full preview, break down our picks for this major championship. And it's all brought to you by Pins and Aces. We got the Pins hats on. I do, at least. We got the Pins bag over here, Pins hats out in front of us. Uh, they are our favorite golf company in the world. They have the liquor stick, which we've got over to Mitchell's right. Uh, we take shots out of the liquor stick during every single round of golf we play. They've got awesome custom head covers. Every order you place over $50, you get a free ball marker. So, and they do have the, the ball best. ball markers are awesome. They have the best ball markers in the game. My personal favorite is the Ritz Cracker. Um, just looks, it's so realistic. And they do such a good job. Of making didn't you try to bite it once? I did. And it didn't do well. Now I got a chipped tooth. <laughs> so don't bite the ball markers. Just use them on the green. Pinsandaces.com. Promo code BDE. They've got the liquor stick. They've got the beer sleeves. They sponsor all of our tournaments here in Denver, Phoenix, and upcoming in Chicago. So make sure you check them out. That's Pinsandaces.com. Promo code BDE for 15% off your entire order. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> We've made it to another major. It's crazy how close they are together now. It felt like we had so much time between the Masters and the Open Championship. Or the U.S. The US Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open. Open Championship. Well, the, the PGA. One. So the PGA used to be in August. Right. Yeah. So now it's just a much more condensed major schedule, which is fun when we're in it, but it sucks when it's eight months of no majors. So we just got to enjoy it while we've got it. I think with what we saw at the Masters, on top of the golf that's transpired since the Masters, all, on the Live Tour and on the PGA Tour, um, I think it's going to make for probably even. Uh, more exciting finish, I would say, than the Masters. Oh, yeah. I, I think... Which isn't tough to do. But. No. And we're just hoping for... Um, we're going to be live on Sunday. Just hoping for a close event. Maybe a playoff. We we have yet to get a playoff in a major. It, in, well, since the last year's PGA. Oh. Since Mito Pereira and Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris went at it. Yes. True, true, Yeah, true. so it's been a full calendar year of majors. Um, but before we get too much into that and get into the PGA Championship, we're going to talk about Liv Tulsa. What a time. <laughs> I I did... Th Let me preface it with this. I think that I went into it with the idea of I was going to be underwhelmed, and I was actually very impressed. Like, I thought it was very well put together, very well run. Uh, 
and honestly, it it definitely had a different feel than a PGA Tour event. Like it did not feel like a a, a tour event, but I think it was a lot more fun than a tour event. Would you agree? I yeah. I if I had to go to one event or another. And they, it wasn't a major championship with all these guys in the field. Yeah. Like, taking the majors out of it, just going to the AT&T Byron Nelson or going to Live Tulsa, I guarantee you it's a better fan experience to go to a Live event. Sorry, well, not sorry, but it no, is. No, 1,000%. I mean, so what What did we hear the statistics where there was, on Friday, there was 36,000 people at Live Tulsa, and there was 12,000 people at the Byron Nelson. So I think everybody kind of... Whether you like it or not, I think there's enough people that are curious about it in order to go. And I think once they get people through, through the gates, everybody loves it. Like, I can't tell you how many people I saw with live gear on, live gear on. Rippers I mean, GC on Mitchell's say, so, hat up there. Yeah, so we basically bought a bunch of Rippers stuff because our boy Cam Smith is the captain of the Rippers. Um, and the whole team concept, like on TV... And when I heard about it, it didn't really stick for me. But when you're there and, like, the merch makes it feel more real and, like, all those guys are all wearing, like, team merch, uh, not team merch, but, like, team polos and and team hats, like, it feels like a very real thing. And, I mean, they are playing for very real money. Like, they're not playing for world ranking points. You know, that's been a, a whole conversation. But they're playing for huge money. And so I definitely think... Like, a lot of these guys say, or a lot of people have said these guys don't care. They definitely care. Like, that, you can tell the way those guys carry themselves. It's no different in terms of the way the guys play and act and carry their game. It's no different than the PGA Tour, by any means. It's not like they're just cashing it in. You know what I mean? They're playing hard. Right. And what, getting into that specifically, it's not necessarily that it's... The, the top end of both tours is very much equal on a scale. I, like if you I would look, honestly say the Live is more top. It's got more top players on the top end than the PGA Tour does. Yeah, it would be great to have like a top 10 of each tour, like Ryder Cup style, oh, yeah, like that's, singles. That's immediately what kind of the conversation was when the Live Tour came out was uh, we should have like a Ryder Cup style Live versus PGA Tour. Um, and I think in all honesty, like, and what else is funny too, is RK Ryan Konigsberg absolutely hates live. Like he wants to every player to get buried every week. He doesn't want them to win anything. Um, but I actually think I would take live right now in a Ryder cup style format versus the PGA tour. Yeah. I think that like the top end talent, we had a playoff in the live this weekend and then we'll get, we'll get to the Byron Nelson um in a little bit but talking about the live event we had a pl three player playoff going in and we had a you know the top three at the leaderboard in that playoff was dustin johnson cameron smith brandon grace huge names at the pga tour going into sunday it was siwoo kim austin Eckrote, and zhang du who even is that third guy I exactly like, yeah and no offense to him i'm obviously he's a very good player but what the fuck like the pga tour has gotten such so much less deep because of the live tour and it's it's still deep but i'm talking about with like recognizable names there's so many less recognizable names especially on these off like off weeks before majors i i would have rather watched 
the Live Tour even on TV than the PGA Tour event this week. And I would say that's more of an indictment on the PGA Tour because they they don't have enough big names in every single tournament to keep people's attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the Live events are somewhere in between a... They're way better than a mediocre PGA Tour event. They're not necessarily quite an elevated tour event, I would say. No. I would I, say those are, are similar, but, you know, how many of those do we have? 13, and there's 40-plus weeks. Yeah. So th there's definitely... Live definitely takes the cake above a tournament like this weekend. Above and, your average PGA Tour. And I think other than, I guess there was a... You know, we were there, so we didn't see it, but I guess there was a TV gaffe, and they went to, yeah. like... Uh, Gilmore some, Girls or some bullshit. Yeah, on the CW where Liv is is uh, televised. Yeah, but they, they caught a bunch of flack for that. But what I will say is that anybody that wants to shit talk Liv because of that, the PGA Tour has the same issue. They've dropped coverage of playoffs before. They've th their commercial, their entire commercial scene is a joke. Uh, they play about thirty minutes worth of uh, every hour of of gameplay there's about 30 minutes worth of commercials so well and they've got the playing through now where they play a commercial and have you know muted mu muted pga tour on the other side and you can see it yeah but it's like eh, that's really another time where you just tune out yeah exactly like you're watching the golf shots but you're hearing the commercial yeah so the the announcing isn't great i think another thing that it for from a tv experience like i just love david Faraday. So the fact that he's with Liv now, it's 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 worth a listen for sure. I mean, it it just completely changed my perspective, and I think that's uh, it, it's a lot of people didn't agree with us going. Like, we had a few people on Twitter like, why are why, you, why are you doing this? Yeah, like because we watch we, we're into professional golf, and this is the highest level of professional golf being played in the world this week. Yeah, like one hundred percent. It, why wouldn't we go? Yeah, and I think Liv, you know, whether indirectly or directly, picked this weekend. I think Tulsa, the Live Tour is almost like an, an expansion. I mean, it is like an expansion team in another sport. Like, do you want to pick a city that has a bunch of people that don't get to see a ton? Or you want to pick a city that's saturated with everything? And, you know, it, Byron Nelson was in at TPC Craig Ranch, which was da is I think Dallas. It's, I think it's San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio. So somewhere in that area, bigger city. Live goes to Tulsa. And which, there was so much Oklahoma, like Oklahoma State, Boomer Sooner shit. Like there, there was a lot of, like you said, local people that don't. I mean, they got the PGA last year, funny enough. But they don't have a lot of professional sports. Like... Whether you like it or not, a lot of people are just sports fans and they want to go watch this shit live. And so they had a great turnout. Yeah, like looking at like Oklahoma City, Thunder. They're not a great basketball team. Great crowds, especially yeah. when they were good. Even really like bomb crowds. People like sports like, everywhere. Places like Portland, mm -hmm. um, you know, Seattle now getting multiple teams and multiple expansion the teams. The Jazz like, with only one team in their whole. Well, do they have an MLS team? Uh, the Salt Lake City? Yeah, yeah, Real Salt Lake, I oh, believe. okay. Not a big soccer guy, but... No, me neither. Um, but yeah, these these smaller places, like, they took advantage of a perfect weekend. Scotty Scheffler was playing in the Byron Nelson, and then it was a bunch of turds and a guy that won that we'll get to. Um, but overall, it was just a big turd of an event, and Liv took advantage by going to... Unfortunately, we'll get into the course conditions here in a sec, but I guess people are saying it's like the third or best, fourth best course in Tulsa. That could have been a little bit of an exaggeration. I know for sure 
um, where they had the PGA Championship last year is is a one like yeah. the best spot. But I Southern Hills. I don't know if you could go from hosting a PGA Championship to host then hosting a live event. For I sure. don't know what that looked like on the back end when Norman or whoever's going to these people. Yeah. But Cedar Ridge, I liked the golf course. Let's get into that. The I golf thought, course specifically was pure, dude. I it was, like it was a very pure. Denver Country Club, you know, place we've played an almost inner, not inner city, but inner... Very Parkland style. Exactly. Like on like, a square piece of property, a bunch of trees. Very Pretty cool course mapping. Like, it wasn't your generic down and back, like... There was a lot of, you know, twists and turns throughout. There's a lot of dog legs, a lot of massive old trees. Like, I actually really liked the course. There was a lot of spots that were dead that I think just hadn't come back yet this year. And so their maintenance team caught a lot of shit for that. But overall, I didn't really see it in any spots that were that penal. I could be wrong because we were watching it live, not on TV. So we didn't see every single fairway. We just saw what we saw in front of us. Um, but it was a lot of like tea boxes and like, you know, stuff like that. But overall, um, I thought the course was awesome. Like I would definitely go play there. Like the clubhouse was cool. Uh, it was just, it felt like a big championship style golf course. Like it wasn't your rinky dink, like Muni, there was plenty of room for all the tents for, for everything. So I thought it was, I thought it was a really cool course and like, Clearly, it produced a, a good um, finish down the stretch on Sunday. So, yeah, and let's get into the other stuff you talked about going around the around the golf course. So first, let's hop on. You got the got the hat on, got the Ripper GC hat on. Yeah, the merch tent was very small, and we're just comparing this to the last. Let's just compare it to the last tour event. So we went to waste management. Yeah, probably about a quarter of the size. Yeah, but the thing that's cool about it is you're buying either. Like, there was no real Cedar Ridge stuff. Now, no. like, we didn't venture into the Cedar Ridge Pro Shop or over towards that area. I don't think we could have gone in there anyway. I was going to say, I think that's But it's kind of surprising that Cedar Ridge didn't want to sell any of their gear specifically, unless maybe they did and we just missed it. But the live tent was a lot smaller. Uh, they had people... It was packed, though. Yeah, they had people regulating whether or not you can go in and out, you know, the, so many Capacity, in, so many out. Yeah, yeah. But... The, the team aspect and the merch of the team aspect, they all had their own little, like, lockers of areas where you could buy, you know, a ripper, towel, hat, polo, hoodie, uh, flag. Yeah. You know, and each team, like, you could, you know, it's like a pick your player. It's like it's almost a like a fantasy. Th- yeah. yeah. It's a very cool branding thing. Like, like I said, at first, I was kind of out on the team concept, but I think from an apparel standpoint, it's badass. Like, I... I don't even necessarily love the Rippers logo. I, there's definitely better logos than this. But you buy if you really like a player, you buy the gear the, of the team he's affiliated with. So, like, the Range Goats have a super cool logo. Range Goats have by far the best yeah. logo out there yeah. on the Lift. I think the Majestics are pretty cool, too. The Cliques are lame. Uh, what's a couple other ones that are four aces is just very Travis Matthew, very lame. See, I like, think it's I think it's more like Titleist Foot Joyish. Well, like, yeah, that's very all uppity. kind of in that same like Patrick Cantlay would be on the four yeah, aces. It, Dustin it, Johnson, it, exactly. He kind of breaks the mold, but from a like a looks standpoint, doesn't. Yeah, pretty like, very pretty, like clean cut beard, fucking like the Yankees of the Live Tour, right? Yeah. yeah. So everybody knows the four aces, according to uh, <laughs> Bubba Watson's son. What team is uh, Bubba Watson? He's on? Range Goats. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. he's Range Goats, and that's why it's unfortunate that he is on the Range Goats because I didn't have any need to buy anything Range Goats related that 
supports Bubba Watson. Not, yeah. Still not a big fan. No, of I, his, I, or, I don't think I've ever been a big fan, and I never will be. Um, but overall, we, we followed uh, the Cam Smith, but was it Bubba, Cam, and uh, Bryson group, just because of Cam. Uh, otherwise, probably two of our least favorite players. Uh, but they all birdied the, the first hole we watched. They were like all dialed in they all played pretty damn good and like you just look at that leaderboard on sunday there was a dozen guys that you knew their name at the top of that leaderboard on sunday like that had to and i'm not saying it's that way every week for live and i also another advantage i think they have not an advantage necessarily but doing a smaller amount of events makes them seem more important you know what i mean it's not every single weekend because with the pga tour you know if there's a tournament you don't like or not a lot of big names. You're like, oh, there's always next week. You know what I mean? But with the live, there's only a certain amount of events to the point where it's probably worth watching, you know? Yeah. Well, and you you know who's going to play. That's another, like, underrated part of live. Yes, there's only 48 players, but you, you know who yeah. you're going to see. You can like, show up and you know you're going to see Yeah, you can guys. book that months in advance and you know, barring an injury, which, you know... There's no load management on the live tour. No, they're playing every single event and you know you're going to see the full team. So, speaking to the top 10, we had Dustin Johnson who won in a playoff after a couple hour delay. There was, it was... Yeah, the weather there was a there huge rain delay. Tulsa's awful weather-wise. I like oh the city, God. but... I was leaking. It was the, hot. I was severely hungover. What was it, Saturday morning? Friday morning. Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday morning. We missed our tea time. Um, that's a bad look on us. Yeah, we did call. Uh, I called 30 minutes before. Oh, really? I yeah, I, I called, but I, we I did not make it. I passed out in all my clothes. And then we did make it to a 9 o'clock tea time yeah. at South Lakes in Jenks, USA. It was super interesting. This course, they had USA on their flags, not like Oklahoma. So yeah, maybe they, there's an issue there. <laughs> Maybe Jenks is is uh, unaffiliated. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're looking for a team to join. No, but looking at the live leaderboard, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith, Brandon Grace, Harold Varner, um, e Eugenia Chasara, Chasara. Okay, that's one name we don't recognize. Spain from Spain. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, Dean Burmeester, Joaquin Neiman, Bubba Watson. That's the top ten. That's a lot of big names. That's eight out of ten household. Seven out of ten household names and Harold Varner if you follow golf. Six, maybe Brendan Grace. And Joaquin Neiman. No, Joaquin Neiman's a guy. You think like he's after a household... he won the Genesis, he's yeah. a household name in golf. I would I would say so, but I think there might be a few people that still don't know who he is. Overall, I think a lot more people know who he is than Austin Eckrote. And that dude almost won on the PGA Tour this week. And honestly, I think they're another the mid-level PGA Tour guys are another group of players that are benefiting from this live thing. Because overall, there's more money. There's less good player. Not, I mean, there's still very good players, but there's less elite players playing in each event. And guys like Austin Ekro and those smaller-name dudes, no-name dudes, can go out and he probably made a million bucks this weekend or close to it, you know? So I think it's doing a lot of people, a lot of golfers actually good and that was, uh, I forget who I was having the conversation with, um, but they were like, did the PGA Tour ever make this much money? And I was like, no, they only started paying that much when the Live Tour came around. You know what I mean? So you can't tell me the PGA Tour, whether you stayed on it or whether you left, everybody's making more money from this. So it, it's got to be beneficial. And I mean, you hate to talk about money, but that's why these guys are out there doing it. Like, 
everybody on the PGA Tour, any besides the guys that have already made 100, 200 million bucks. And I mean, look at Phil. He's one of the highest career earners in golf history. He almost went out and won the Masters. So I think the whole kind of like, oh, you know, and it, it was a new thing at first. So it's everybody's going to dislike it and whatever. Um, but I think it's becoming more normal. And I actually think it's, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it is, it's definitely about money. Um, if you're listening to this in your car right now, driving to work, you're not going to work because you fucking like going to work. Yeah. You're going to work because you like money and you like to live and you like to, you know, do things in your free time with the money that you make going to work. So that's a thing where it's just, it, that's how it is. And so these guys are making money doing what they love doing, playing golf, you know, or don't love doing, but are really good at. And that's, you know, that's up to debate. But the, you know, just overall idea that this is like a clown show. Um, I think that's kind of been like put to bed at this point. Exactly. And, and definitely in our minds personally, now everybody else, you if you go attend a live event, you'll know. But let's talk about a few other things. First, my favorite thing about the whole weekend, the music constantly playing Very is cool. a vibe. Yeah, it's a, and it's not super loud. It's not like in your face. I mean, depending on where you stand with the speakers, but uh, just to have like continuous like background music going was awesome. I loved it. Like, yes, I, I definitely grade that as an A plus on the, the vibe scale. Yeah, vibes are immaculate at Live. Um, the fan engagement area. So they had beanbags, simulators, they had a chipping game, they had a putting game, they had a ball pit for kids, they had face painting, like, they had food it sounds carnival-y, but, like, people bring their kids to these events. Like, yeah. I'm already excited to bring my future kid to a golf event because they're chill. They're, you know, you don't have to, like, put headphones on them and be in tight areas and screaming worrying and, about yeah. people spilling beers on you. You can just walk around. You get to be out in the sunshine. Yeah. And it's just a great event to attend. They and there even was had a dude, uh, the dude roping. Yeah, there was There's some just dude, dude just <laughs> roping himself. I, I don't like. I don't know how much he got paid to just lasso around his fucking head for hours, but he was I doing it. I thought it was kind of cool. It added a little, little Tulsa spice, a little to down it. home feel. Yeah. Um, one downside. So they did have concession stands, which were they call they called it a wagyu hot dog. I tried it. It's not really. It's just you just throw wagyu on something when you want to make it you expensive. Make, you just make double it in price. Yeah, but um, the the other concession area in the fan engagement zone if you will where there's there's also bean bags which was pretty cool with like a big um, big screen big kind screen of tv you could chill you can and watch. watch they had a bunch of food trucks probably like eight to ten but like the food trucks were so overwhelmed because yeah. there was so many people and there was you know some reports out here and there all oh, it's empty can tell you this it wasn't empty no it, we've been to the waste management which is the, the most attended event, yeah. event in pga tour history and then we've been to live and we've been to, you know, we've been to some PGA tour events here, like the BMW here in Colorado. We've been to, um, lit corn ferry tour events. I mean, it obviously blows that out of the water. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the reports that it wasn't very busy or it was like kind of dead. It, it was complete and nonsense. It just goes to show you that everybody has their narratives. You know, there's PGA tour truthers out there that no matter what live does, they're going to hate on it and vice versa. You know, there's, there's going to be people that defend live no matter what they do. So it's kind of like pick your poison. But, yeah, there was a lot of uh, PGA Tour people throwing around, oh, there's nobody there, you know, and that was just flat-out false. Like, I thought it was a great, great fan atmosphere. Um, I think they even said that they had projected, like, ten to 15,000 people day one, and they got 36,000 people. 
So I think I wouldn't say they were. I, I wouldn't say the the setup overall was overwhelmed. Like the food trucks were overwhelmed. Maybe a few of the concessions because they just flat out did not anticipate that many people being there. Um, but overall, I thought it was very well run. Like there was nothing about it where I'm like, oh, that, you know, like it never felt fire festy to no, me. No, no, not exactly. Which is what you, you think of when you're just not when you going. See Twitter when you see all the talking heads talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's that was perfectly put like you feel like you're walking into a shit show and it's just a golf tournament like yeah. it's just well put together and uh just smaller field which you know the pace of play was pretty solid let's talk about the shotgun start i love that i thought it was pretty cool they had like a countdown which if you're not following dudes us fucking parachuting in <laughs> if you're not following us on tiktok make sure you do we'll have a like a recap of the whole week we do have uh we did post some other stuff of mitchell uh, thinking he could be on the live tour, but on our TikTok, we're going to have kind of a recap of what the day looked like, how many people were there, the food, all that stuff. So make sure you're following along with that and on Instagram at big drive energy pod. But the, yeah, the parachuters were awesome. It felt like a football game. They played uh thunder, which, which is thunderstruck, which is like, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, which we grew up to be, uh, peak, it's it when, you know, unbe- I felt like I, I leaned over and told you, I was like, I feel like we're at a Broncos game right now. Like, it was fucking cool. Yeah, they had Thunderstruck on. They had a countdown. All the players in their carts, which was cool. You got to see that all the players take their carts out to their holes right next to you. You know, you can stand right next to the the sidewalk. There was really, you know, there was cool. Like, players were signing autographs. The range had music. Everybody was warming up. A house burned down. That was crazy. That was wild. Somebody uh, partied a little too fucking hard. Yes, there was a house right next to the practice putting green, and that straight up burned to the ground. Hopefully it wasn't an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody comes back, and Dustin Johnson's ended up tearing up the Airbnb off the practice screen. <laughs> uh, another crazy thing we saw was Phil Mickelson hit a dude in the arm, like hard. On the fly. And it, his arm had a giant welt on it, and the dude's like standing, like this guy's just standing there waiting for Phil to go from 17 to 18. And he's, like, standing there with his, like, arm above his, his shoulder. And I'm like, dude, what? His, sh- his shirt above his shoulder. He, or, yeah, his, his arm above his shoulder would be pretty, fu- woo, pretty <laughs> fucking impressive. But, no, he had his shirt above his shoulder. I'm like, dude, is this trying, guy trying to get tan? It's only one arm. What are you doing? And then I looked, and he just had this massive welt. And so he goes up and stops Phil. He's like, hey, your ball hit me. And that's why I was in the fairway. And Phil, Phil just goes... I was wondering what that hit. And he literally just gave him the ball that hit him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here's your here's he, your bullet, he sir. Want, yeah, he wanted a glove, and he got a ball. But I, Phil still seems like he doesn't seem like the evil villain that everybody puts him out to be. Like, he still seemed like Phil Mickelson just lived to her edition, Phil Mickelson. Yeah, exactly. So last thing, sh- what did you think about the shorts? I got asked this, and then this is not good investigative journalism. That's why I'm not a big J journalist. But do they have to wear shorts, or no. do you think they just? Joaquin every- Neiman wore pants. Oh, did he? If you would have just fucking man kept I, your eyes open, well, you would have. I had a couple of those Greg Norman caddies, nine percent alcohol. He sells his own drinks at his own golf tournament. Fucking genius. That is that's absolute a monopoly power move. Fucking puts the hog in Hogwarts, Greg Norman. <laughs> but um, yeah, Spencer got a little tatered. Uh, <laughs> So I, I did not another, another time throughout the trip. I did not notice that he no, but Joaquin you, was yeah, wearing you pants. Yeah, you can wear pants. I think just when it's 85 and 90% humidity, I think you just choose to wear shorts. I had pants on. Which should be, an, yeah, you're an idiot. Um, touch on one other thing. We went to the casino both nights. I got rocked. 
um, at Hard Rock. I, I put the rock in Hard Rock because I got fucking tatered by the tables. Uh, Spencer didn't do that well other than an $820 slot yeah, machine. Yeah, shout out to the piggy slots over at uh, Indian River. It was in Indian River. That was the casino. Was it, it wasn't called Indian River. It was called something. Wind River. River Wind. Wind. Yeah. River. No, like it was that. Indian River, dude. I guarantee you it wasn't. Look that up. I'll fucking talk for a minute. You look it up. So shout out to the piggy slots at Indian River to be determined on the name here. Um, for the $850 win on my... River Spirit. River Spirit. Damn it. Fucking Indian, Indian River. River. Uh, close. River Spirit. Shout out to that place. It was awesome. It was very um, cool. Somebody asked me like what we did, and I was like, we were either in a casino in a steakhouse or at the golf tournament and somebody goes and he goes what else do you need and i was like you're exactly fucking right no not we, a thing we lived the dream for two and a half days in tulsa oklahoma in tulsa it wasn't actually underrated place under underrated not shitty place yeah i wouldn't say it's cool but it's it doesn't suck for if, what you think it is if you need to if you're doing a bachelor party on a budget and you like golf and you like casinos don't go to vegas Go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's crazy. Good time. It's, no, I, it sounds crazy, but it's like the Riverwind Casino. Did I say that right? Wind River. Wind, whatever. Who cares? Uh, ve- that was a very cool casino on the river, partially why it's named that. Um, but then there's a lot of great golf right around there, some good food. Uh, yeah, there's, and not really expensive stuff by any means. Like the golf wasn't expensive. Um, the casino was expensive, so you know. Yeah, that's the- kind of up to you how you want to do that. <laughs> that's a that's an optional thing. Yeah, you do have to. One thing that we have realized over the the days of being over twenty one and actually allowed to go into casinos is we're spoiled in Colorado where we grew up because we get every free drinks. every casino is free drinks, and that's how it is in Vegas. And, and then we you don't go, have to pay an ante. Yeah, and you go somewhere else. And you're like, dude, like I just lost a twenty dollar hand to blackjack, and she just brought me a twelve dollar Coors Light. That yeah. was a thirty five dollar hand after you tip of blackjack versus like, oh, I can just drink, I can lose or win, be even, but actually be up because I and, made, I got free drinks. And I, I guarantee you, those casinos that give away alcohol make more money than. And I don't necessarily. I think it might be a law thing versus a uh, a decision by the casinos, but you would definitely choose a casino 10 times out of 10 that serves free booze. Um, and there's also an Annie, which for those of you who don't know that we've only found it in Minnesota and Oklahoma and all the places we've been. So not very many places, but you basically have to pay at the hard rock. We had to pay 50 cents a hand at blackjack and a dollar a roll uh, every roll at the craps table. Not every time it switched rolls, every come out roll. So not every single roll. Um, but yeah, it adds up over the night when you're standing at the table for three, four hours. You know, that's 50, 60, 70, 80 bucks out of your pocket. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't call the casinos elite, but a casino is kind of like pizza. Even if it's not very good, it's still pretty good. Yeah, and it, you, it gets the job done, right? Yeah. Looks like a casino, acts like, smells like a casino. You could smoke inside there, the which hard is still rock. lit. Yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit of the wild wild west out there. Like, there was the Hard Rock was a little ghetto. It wasn't my favorite casino I've ever been to. The Wind River Casino was very nice. So. Yeah, it, it was much better and much more much more lit, 
Uh, well, not yeah, literally, very... but fi- figured. No, lig- literally lit. <laughs> not figuratively lit. The um, Hard Rock felt like very smoky and like dark and kind of the place where all the locals go and like hang out. Yeah, but we did find a place to watch our Nuggets take the Suns down. Game six felt great. Yeah, we enjoyed it. And moving on to the Western Conference Finals, Tonight. our Denver Nuggets. We love to see it. All right, we are going to get into the AT&T Byron Nelson, because there was another professional event this week. I think we spend about five minutes on this. All right, five minutes. I'll set the timer, <laughs> and we can go. Um, Scotty Scheffler, we talked about last week, kind of embarrassing. He didn't win. I'm kind of embarrassed for the guy. He's 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 That just goes to show you, you know, like I was kind of kidding, but in all seriousness, Tiger never loses an event like that in his prime. Oh, now we're comparing him to Tiger Woods, huh? I'm, it's not a comparison, but that it it was never a comparison, and I'm just telling you that's part of the reason why it's not. Like, Tiger wins that event 10 times out of 10 um, with that strength of field up against him. And, I mean, Jason Day is very capable. Like, he showed that this week, winning for the first time in, what, six years? Yeah, I think it was like 1,700 days or something like that. So that would check out. <laughs> Yeah, that, I think that, that sounds math about like pretty much checks out. Yeah, if I'm mathing correctly, it sounds like about six years. Um, so that pretty much writes him off for this week. Like he's unfortunate, t- just unfortunate for him. Because well, I'm pissed off because of the Did- fact that I bet I've bet on Jason Day like five times in the yeah. last like six to seven weeks, and he's he's gotten a few top tens for me for sure, um, but he has not won. And now he goes. Now you and don't bet on him, and he wins. Win. Yeah, you can't. You can't bet on him this week at the PGA Championship. No. He's already won here, or excuse me, won the PGA Championship. But he's past his prime. He's he's not he's not equipped. Um, you think he's just fully cooked? Yeah, uh, major championship wise, not fully fully cooked. I think he could compete. I don't think he'll ever win another one. He's not. He's not the kind of dude. I mean, did you see how big of a deal it was for him to win this? Like one-off tour event like i don't see him all of a sudden competing in a major right now it is funny because it's like he won his first event in five years 105 starts since the 2018 wells fargo so right around the same time of the year that he's you know he's got this little may day may going on you know this is his month of the year um but he did shoot 62 the last day uh but it's funny because you're like oh he shot 62 to hold off uh austin Eckrote and Siwoo Kim. You're like, meh. Yeah, Siwoo you know? Kim's been around for a bit, but Ekro's really nobody. Scheffler kind of fell off on Sunday. He was up there. I think he was tied for the lead at one point, um, like middle of the back nine. So That's what's shocking to me that he didn't win he, it. That, like, he, he has, that he gave it up. Yeah. You would think he would have that like boa constrictor just game over. Just seeing red, like end it now. Yep. Like remove yourself from the field, two, three shots, and... I I still think, I mean, we'll get into our, our ideas about the PGA, but I don't know if I, maybe a little bit of the shine is worn off on Scotty Scheffler. Is it too early to say that? Or, or is he just a, a major hunter? Is he just like getting, he's, is he a Brooks Kepco Like now that he's won so, so many regular tour events in the last two years, is he like, I need to focus on the majors? That that very well could be, but he's like and majors, maybe players, and now the elevated events though I think brings that up for him as well. For sure, like I feel like that's more much more important to him 
and much more important to guys on tour that they have these 13 like mini majors, if you will. Yeah. That they can go out and win and make, you know, Wyndham made 3.6. That's more than anybody would have made at any golf tournament last year yeah. in, in a one-year span. So I do think the PGA Tour has done themselves some good having those little elevated events because they end up end up showing out like where there's Rom, Scheffler, Rory, Homa, you know, Finau, all Maybe those guys. Maybe not Rory. You know, he likes to take a week or two off here and there. Yeah, here and there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when you have guys like it, I think the PGA Tour is actually thrilled that a guy like Jason Day won it. That added to the fact that like, okay, we had a, you know, a bona fide, he was a star, maybe a super, close to a superstar at some point. Yeah. Uh, win this ago. event versus like an Ekro. And now Ekro's a, a rookie, but that would have really dove this event even lower on people's minds if, you know, Austin Ekro or, or Marty Du, this China, this dude from China who lives right, cl like close to the, like it's his home course. Oh, TBC Craig, Craig Ranch is his home course. So this was like his Super Bowl. Yeah. And he, he almost took, he almost like which, scored a, a touchdown which, in the last minute. Which is smart. Like, if you're a lower-level guy, why don't you focus on one tour stop, get a really high finish, if not win it, and that can guarantee you two years of, you know, you could shit the bed the rest of the entire PGA Tour season, still have two-year exemption, still make that winning money. Like, that's very smart on his part, so I don't blame him. Also, Texas, you don't pay any state tax. You don't pay uh, income, income do, tax. I wonder if, do they pay it in the state that they win it in? I think you do. That's why... Taylor Gooch got hosed at the live event because he, where were they playing it? Um, oh, we should have, <laughs> I was thinking of Gooch or something else. Uh, but where was it in Singapore? Was that the last live event was in Singapore? I, I thought think? it was Adelaide in Australia. Oh yes. That's where it was. It was in Australia. He paid, he won $4 million. He paid 2 million that in taxes in Australia. Yeah, it's like winning an event in California. You're oh, that three point six turns into a swift one point five. Yeah, what a you know, fucking joke. two million essentially. Yeah. Um. Here's another interesting thing from this weekend from the Byron Nelson. We gotta almost be done with this. Well, this is not semi golf related. So AT and T will no longer sponsor the Byron. Oh, Nelson. Oh yes. So now this is adding to that list of the Honda is no longer the Honda Classic. Now AT and T Byron Nelson is gonna be looking for a new sponsor and. Do you know who's looking to hop in there? Who was it? Raytheon. And they sell... They sell <laughs> missiles to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and so Jay Monahan kind of had to like... He was this close to signing a deal with Raytheon to make them the title sponsor and uh, then cut it off last minute because he realized like, oh, how much will a, of a dumbass will I look like if I do this? Like, talk about hypocritical. Yeah, but at least he like... At least he figured that out. Had at least the he got. Of mine. Yeah, he talked to his talked to his people. You know, have my people talk to your people, and figure that out because that could have been, that could have initially pushed more tour players to live. Oh, or, for sure. Or had them be like, okay, well, I'm weighing my options here. Here's this payment. Here's this payment. This group is backed by this. Oh, so. If I'm, are, are they not going to play in the Byron Nelson? Yeah. Going forward, are they going to boycott the Byron Nelson, or are they just not going to play on the PGA? It's tour? just dumb in general. It's just so. I mean, even when we talked to Vince India a couple months back, he's like, Monahan's a an idiot. He's a, a talking head. Like, I don't think he really knows what he's doing. He's just has people around him, I guess, which is good for him that are like, 
the optics are bad on this. Like, yeah, well, and Phil Mickelson's obviously the most outspoken on Jay Monahan, but there's multiple guys, and even guys that are even on tour, they can't, you know, you don't talk shit about your CEO when everything is on a mic. Um, love you, Brandon Spano. But <laughs> the when it's not on a mic and, like, behind their back, like, I guarantee you Jay Monahan's not loved no, by a lot of players. No, he's not well-liked. And he's now getting spoken out to by live players that feel that they don't care. Yeah, 100%. And I was tweeting, it's a funny little note here, I was tweeting about Dustin Johnson winning Live Tulsa, and his his Twitter handle is still DJohnsonPGA, which is pretty objectively hilarious. I wonder if somebody took the D Johnson live and like held it hostage. Like, Oh, they want, hey, they you, want a I attorney want, payout. Yeah, exactly. I want 10 or 20 grand for this handle. Uh, or maybe just Dustin Johnson thinks this is a three, five year stop and then he's going to try to make his way back to the PGA tour. So, well, do you think that that's going to be a thing where they're going to be able to do that? Like, I, I don't see, I've heard with the contracts, they won't be able to. Like I think there's some there's some sort of terms to the to the contract um, where their buyout like I think Brooks Kepka's buyout if he were wanted to leave live and go back to the PGA Tour is like two hundred million dollars or some insane shit like that which obviously if they have a good lawyer they're they know that before they sign the contract if they have a good agent um, so it, it's definitely a, a tough easy to get into tough to get out of type of thing. Yeah, well, and you were ta- who were you talking about earlier from um, the Live Tour winning? Uh, Taylor Gooch. Gooch. Speaking of Gooch. Ah, yes, or, that's what I was hoping for. Old Manscaped. Taint, you know. Uh, whichever, whichever way you want to look at it. Apparently, it's also now called an envelope, according to you, which pretty good. My Taintvelope. <laughs> that's my new name for Taint. Um... The Manscaped 4.0 is got me looking so fresh. So if you guys can see, I don't know if you can see on the YouTube, got the man bun going, it's but terrible. got the fresh, fresh beard for today. You know my Western Conference Finals beard. Western Conference it looks Finals. Looks like you're ready to start a fight with a Lakers fan. <laughs> oh, it's it's a hundred percent on. I'm after, nervous for that. After a few shots of Rakia, no one in a Lakers jersey is safe, um, including the people sitting next to us, behind us, in front of us, whatever. I just hope we dominate and I don't have to worry about it. But you can head over to manscaped.com, get the crop mop. How many times do we use that in Tulsa? So much. We that ran out of my, I brought a six pack. We use two a day. If you live anywhere with slight humidity and you're a thick boy like myself, uh, those thighs start rubbing together. They start singing. It is not a good time. Uh, so you get a little lubrication down there. Yeah, you're. You're, oh, so much better. You're good for the entire day. It felt like I'd almost showered my lower half of my body in a good way. Like, it just, like, cleaned me. Yeah. I was ready to rock. And the they've got the whole, you know, 4.0 package that comes with the Razor, the new Razor, comes with the Charger. Plug that baby in. You've got multiple different levels for, you know, hitting it close to your ears, close to your beard, close to your, you know, your gooch. Essentially, it just feels weird to say that. Like I know it's a thing, but it does feel weird to say that. <laughs> but you can, I, it, and I've never cut myself. Never once cut myself with a manscaped razor. So head over to manscaped.com, use that promo code DNVR and you are saving 20% on your entire order and getting free shipping. So 20% off your entire order plus getting free shipping at Manscaped. Trim everything that you need to trim because summer is certainly coming up. It's getting hot. 
it's about time for everything to, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep the beard. Uh, it's because it's the, my playoff beard and I like it. Um, but, you know, if you need to trim around your face, trim around your balls, do it with Manscaped. Promo code DNVR for 20% off. Or lady balls. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. That's a metaphorical thing, not okay, a literal cool, thing. cool, love that. Ladies can use it too. It's for everybody. Yeah, before we give you guys our picks on the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook, we want to tell you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook. And when you guys use code DNVR, you can get $150 in bonus bets instantly when you make a $5 bet. I'm going to be same game parlaying the shit out of the Nuggets game tonight. Absolute, like... Every night you send me a same game parlay. Yeah, there's boosties, there's all this stuff, and if you're not betting with DraftKings Sportsbook, you're not doing it right. We will give you guys our picks and preview for the PGA Championship from the DraftKings Sportsbook and their odds, but make sure you use promo code DNVR at sign up when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers all can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. We've got Dallas and Vegas, two teams that I hate. And then we've got two teams that nobody expected to be here in the Eastern Conference. We've got Carolina and we've got the Florida Panthers. Great story. Florida took down Boston. Now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I hope we get... Who do you? Who's your prediction for the, the Stanley Cup? Shit, man. I... I think Florida's just on kind of one of those heaters right now. So I'm going to go Florida-Vegas, and I think Vegas probably gets it done. All right. So we got a Vegas-Florida. Golden Knights finally get... I kind of wanted an all-expansion Western Conference final. Seattle-Vegas. I think Seattle-Vegas would have been electric. I hate the Dallas Stars. They're just garbage. They're just grungy garbage team. Yeah, I, hate, I fucking hate them. Not uh, a fan. But a, a Vegas, a Vegas-Florida championship would be good i saw this southern southern states i saw this meme the other day it was like all teams that suck at hockey and all teams that are good at hockey and there was just a line drawn like Like, below colorado just a little over vegas vegas is the highest remaining in the terms of closest uh, to the northern hemisphere if you will yes all right it's the highest uh remaining hockey team so i Forgot what I was going to say there for a second. <laughs> Get those hockey bets in at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download it now. Use promo code DNVR. Make that $5 bet, and you get $150 in free bets instantly. Code DNVR at the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. The PGA Championship. Some The interest- lamest major of the year. Oh, It's just the forgotten. Yeah, it is, because the, the Masters is the Masters. It is what it is. The it's best golf tournament. Everybody knows it. Yeah. The U.S. Open is like, okay, everybody in America gets behind it. It's a tough test. Then you go to the the Open Championship, which, you know, it's always at a great golf course that everybody wishes they could play. You've played some of those those locations, so shout out to you. Uh, If you're a new listener to the pod, Mitchell played, or I played Whistling Straits, sorry. Had to get get that in there. Mitchell's played St. Andrews, the old course. Mirfield, a few other spots. Yeah, you know, whatever. Not a big deal. Good for you. Um, But this year, it's... So it's 10 years since it's been at Oakmont, Oak Hill, Oak Hill, Jesus, Oak Hill. It is easy. In, they they do have some generic names up in the Northeast, and I think Oak Hill, Oak, Oakmont's in Pennsylvania, Oak Hill is in uh, Rochester, New York. A so. lot of Oaks up there in the Northeast. Yep. Um, but the course looks unbelievable. Yeah, so last, last player to win at Oak Hill was J- Jason Duffner back in 2013. Duff Daddy. Duff Daddy. But... They did an entire renovation on the course. So, you know, you look for horses for courses. It is interesting when you look into that for majors. You more try to look at what kind of stats 
what kind my, of games? Yeah, suit what the kind golf of games course? suit yeah. this golf course? I was really dialed in on a guy. Uh, I'm going to say it, Tommy Fleetwood. He's not on my card, but if he wins, all of the credit. None of the well, blame. Well, you just if he doesn't found win. out like an hour ago that he's never won a PGA Tour event, which is shocking to me. That is, he's one of the guys that low key like he's is almost 10, overrated. Top ten whore because <laughs> yes, well he's he's a big name. He's a recognizable name. Maybe the Ryder Cup did that for him. Um, but overall, like you said, he hasn't won on the PGA Tour. He's won on the DP World Tour. Um, he's had some good top finishes, but it's tough to bet on a guy to win a major when. And that, that is the shitty thing, because we do have a lot of first-time major winners. It's just <clears> tough to bet on guys that haven't been there and haven't broken through like that. Yeah, so uh, interesting note about the PGA Championship. Five of the last ten winners were listed at starting odds of plus 3,000 or more. Wow. So something to keep in mind when you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook and you're looking through players, um, five of the la- half of the last you know ten of these... Plus three thousand or more. I know Phil Mickelson at Kiwa was like plus five or six thousand. That was huge. A lot. And only three, four players have won the last six PGA Championships. Can you name those four players? Oh fuck. So two guys have won twice. One guy has won once, and one guy's won once. I gave you Phil. Yeah. And I'll have an interesting tidbit after you. We release the other names. Release the hounds. You know this. Brooks. Brooks has won twice. Yeah. Uh, who else has won twice? Two PGAs. Oh, fuck. Who won last year? Why am I having a brain fart? Justin Thomas. Yay, there you go. So um, Justin Thomas has won two PGAs. Brooks Kepka's won two PGAs. Phil Mickelson won at Kiwa Island. Can and the you last tell me one, the other venue? Harding Park. Oh, Colin Morikawa. Yep. There we Colin go. Morikawa puts on a show at Harding Park a couple years ago. So those are the last six winners. Um, hint, one of these might be on my card. But... Uh, Jason's have a good course or a good track record at the PGA. Uh, Jason Duffner, of course, won the last time at Oak Hill. We talked about that. And Jason Day won the 2015 PGA Championship. But like we talked about earlier, Jason Day is not going to be a guy that we are going to lock in on this week. He just won. Winning back to back weeks is very hard unless you're Taylor Gooch on live, I guess. But uh, it, it's just not. He's. He, a top 10 maybe here or there. Yeah. He's playing good golf. He almost won a couple weeks ago when I did have him on the card. Um, but overall, what is your what was the stat that you were looking at this week? I know for me, it was strokes gained off the tee. This is a 7,200-yard par 70 in New York. I think it's York. playing closer to 7,400 yards. Yeah, I guess. I, I looked standard. at the actual scorecard, and oh, okay. it's from the very backs of everything. Okay, it's tipping 70, it out. 7,400. Yeah, on the plates, it's 7,400 par 70. Both the par fives are pretty neutralizing because they're over 600 yards. And I even went big brain, checked the weather. Always got to check the weather. Uh, it's not supposed to be that warm. What's the weather report this week? The weather report. Ooh, am I a hot Sending weather? Sending it over to Mitchell Smith for the weather report in Rochester, New York. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Uh, so Rochester, luckily they're not starting on Wednesday because Wednesday the high is 53. And if you know what the Northeast is like with the humidity and the wind, that's probably going to feel more like 40. Um, We're going to have another hoodie-filled PGA Championship. Right. So uh, Thursday, 64. A little chilly, probably, like not warm. Uh, Friday, 77. Warmer. Saturday, 64. Chance of shower, 70% chance. Um, So another chilly, kind of rainy day. And then Sunday, 73. uh, Sunny and perfect. So... I think it's going to shape up for a good weather week. But 
from what I've seen inside of like, I follow a few coaches who are out at Oak Hill um, with their players. And this is not a course like majors are tough because you can't just flat out overpower it. You have to be long and accurate. Like where in strokes gained off the tee, I think it's a little skewed into just pure distance off the tee versus like you have to hit fairways. Like Dustin Johnson is the perfect kind of guy for a course like this because he drives it long, but he also drives it very straight. Yeah, strokes gained. We did do a whole podcast. If, you, if you're if you checking the archives, go back to our podcast with Lou Stagner. But strokes gained off the tee can be a little dis- misleading. Yeah. If you're hitting it like three or four yards off the fairway into the rough and then still having a very high level of chance of hitting the green. But if you hit it 320 versus 280, you're gaining a, a, almost a half a stroke exactly. in that in that area right but there. this week you're four yards off the green you may have to lay up on a par four so that's where it's kind of the great equalizer and we don't need to go down like the the path of like what makes a golf course a great venue but making the rough this tall making it this tough is kind of an equalizer for the guys that don't bomb it i mean the lengthy hitter is always going to have the benefit but that doesn't especially in a major it doesn't absolve you of of having to hit fairways you got to hit fairways. You got to be accurate. Um, 17 and 18 are both long par fours, almost 500 yards. Uh, so it's going to be a great finishing stretch. Like, it, we're not going to see that many birdies down the stretch by any means. Um, I will say, I am a little sad. Par 70 makes me sad, boy. I know. I, I, I love like par five. Four par fives. Yeah. It's just standard golf. I love finishing on a par five. All golf courses should finish on a par five is my I agree. That's the take I will take to the grave. But well, and even I looked at their scorecard and they have for the members off the ladies tees and like the the one back from the ladies tees, it's actually a par seventy one. Cause I think it's like hole thirteen or fourteen uh plays as a par five for everybody else. So there is plenty of like lengthy par fours out there that will feel like par fives. And so, honestly, like, a lot of, like, long hitters helps for sure. But even if you're long, you're still going to be hitting mid to maybe a long iron end, depending on the wind. So you still got to be able to strike your long irons, control the distance, and try to hit greens, you know? Greens and regulation is huge for a tournament like that. Oh, wow, I just squeaked. A tournament like this. A tournament like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the rough being so thick, it's not like... All the up and down numbers, obviously, they still matter, but they kind of go out the window on weeks like this. For sure. The ball's sitting down three inches in the rough it's not an easy chip if you have a 10 yard and, chip. and they're new with their new renovation i don't know if it's always been like this but i noticed i went through a course overview every single green is the old school pushed up green and there's runoffs from every single green you know those are going to be super fast so if you land it six inches off the green it could end up 30 yards away from the green you know what i mean so there's a lot of runoff area there's a lot of thick rough a lot of bunkering and it's going to make for a fun week. I, uh, If you were to throw out your winning score, give me a winning score right now. I'm going to say 11 under wins the PGA Championship this week. Okay. I'm going to say 8 under. Which I is think a, it's a lot more fun for everybody to watch because it compacts the field. If there's guys at 20, 21, 22, we, yeah. you got guys at 16, 15 that aren't even in it. Yeah. At, at 11 under, a guy five, can, that's four under par, couple a couple under each day to start. You can have one a, really good day and shoots make... Shoots a 62, 63, yeah. all of a sudden they're winning the event. Yeah. All right, so let's officially give our picks okay. for the 2023 
PGA Championship at Oak Hill. We're either going to clip this for how good it is or how terrible it is. And you, of course, do this always on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You want to go, go ahead? No, you, you want me to go ahead? It. All right. So I was going to say Tommy Fleetwood, but I realized he's never won anything. So congrats to Tommy Fleetwood for never winning anything in his life. No, that's kind of messed up. But uh, a few things that I looked for was strokes gained off the tee. I think it's super important that the obviously we talked about it that these guys hit, you know, hit the fairway and they're still going to have 200 plus in. So one of the stats that I looked at was uh, the ability for guys to hit the green from 200 yards. And third on tour, this is a guy that it, the number is so crazy. If I hit this, you know, it's going to be obviously a huge, huge, huge dub for me. But the guy I looked at is Gary Woodland, and he's been playing some good golf. He's won a PG, you know, he's won, he won a US, US Open. Open, so he's won on a you know a a big giant field event. Um, giant, giant field, all the live players, everybody here. <laughs> no, he didn't win it with live players, but he's won a, a major championship before, so he's been there before. He's plus ten thousand. And he is plus 750 to top 10. He's 10th in strokes gained overall on tour right now. Wow. Uh, and that's what's funny about looking at these on tours because you're taking out 20-ish guys from the live tour that would be on the PGA tour that might, you know, he could be 15th, 18th, 20th if all these guys were tracking their stats and they had the same stats as the PGA tour. Um, but Gary Woodland, I think it's just a good pick. I don't. I don't necessarily think he can win it, but that's the great thing about the DraftKings Sportsbook app too is you got a cash out option. So if I have Gary Woodland and he's close to leading it at plus ten thousand on Sunday, maybe cash that out depending upon who else is up there on the leaderboard. Um, but yeah, third on tour in strokes gained approaching the green at two hundred plus yards. So I feel great about that. I feel great about him. You know, he's not a great chipper, but I do feel great about him hitting into the greens. Um, my second pick, I'm going with Mr. Lamo, Mr. Vanilla, Patrick Cantlay. Plus 1,600 uh, and plus 180 to top 10. Just solid. He's third overall on tour in strokes. He'll game. win Just, a major eventually, so you, I, I don't think it's a bad bet. Like, he will win one. We just don't know exactly when it's going to be. So. Exactly, and hopefully it's this week. I mean, plus 1,600, they've, they're they kind of just like, they're kind of getting us on the odds here. Um, See, yeah, that's not a lot of value there. But No, I, there's I not think, a lot of value in, like, you know, I th- I found some value. Rom and Scheffler are both plus seven hundred. When have you ever? I've never seen a golf event with like DraftKings must be getting full field. Like, yeah, they must be taking a lot of action. Yeah, because we know all that lines aren't down. necessarily who they think's going to win. It's who all the money's on, and then, who they think all the money's going to be on. So. Yeah, and then my third pick had to go with a live tour guy. Uh, he's won two of the last six PGAs. Brooks Kepka. He is the lo- uh, has the lowest odds of any live tour guy. And to get to the next guy, you'd have to go to Dustin Johnson at three thousand. Hey, don't um, take my picks. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying Brooks Kepka at plus two thousand and then plus two twenty to top ten. So those are my picks: Gary Woodland, Brooks Kepka, and Patrick Cantlay. I like that. Okay. Um, so I didn't do much research. I'm kind of wing it's just a feel thing for me i'm just feeling it out i'm not looking at the numbers um i can tell you one thing i don't know what the odds are for xander shoffley to not win (laughs) to probably pretty large yeah uh but he's even i i don't get how he's plus 1600 he's choked consistently the last two years at every big event he's won i don't know why people love to bet him or they love action on him whatever but you can automatically write him out I think Rory doesn't have a shot either. 
we, we can clip that if that becomes good here in a bit. Um, but I don't think Rory's got a shot. He's just, I think if we just keep writing him off, he'll eventually win again. But you can't get lured back into that trap. Like, he won't even make the cut. Yeah, he might miss the cut. <laughs> um, I am rolling with some big, some plus 3,000 and over, all three. Because in a deep field like this, you're getting better value in guys that are still very, very good. Um, so I'm going Dustin Johnson, plus 3,000 to win, plus 260 top 10. Uh, he's played great golf the earlier this year on the Live Tour. Um, I just think that from an odds perspective, they're not giving the Live Tour guys their respect. So I think we take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Dustin Johnson should be plus 3,000. Um, I, I'm doing it again, and I'm going to keep doing it until he wins something. Uh, Cameron Young, he's plus 3,000 also, uh, plus 300 top 10. And he's, he's, he's the guy state. that if he, win, if, he does, if he wins this and we're not on him, it'd be a, exactly. it'd be a travesty. It'd be a, exactly. So you're he's, taking one for the team this week. I'm with taking the one for the bet. team, and I just love rooting for the dude. Like yep. He's very fun to watch. Uh, and the 300 top 10, that's you're making your money back on him specifically, and he's a top 10 machine yeah, in majors. Exactly. And uh, he's from New York. He's not, I mean, Oak Hill is up more upstate. He's from like Scars, Scarsdale, I want to say, uh, which is more on the Hudson River, but still home state, kind of home cooking. Um, he's got to break through eventually. So Cam Smith, or I'm sorry, Cam Young. And then I. I'm going with a lot bigger odds. I, I fuck. No, I got to do it. We got to take Cam Smith. I've got the I've got the Ripper GC hat on. Uh, plus thirty five hundred. He's playing great golf too. Uh, plus three twenty top ten. And who I if I had another pick, we can. This is not going on my official Off card. Off the record. But Joaquin Neiman is plus seven thousand to win, and he's playing great golf. The dude, we saw him in person. Maybe I'm drinking a little bit of his Kool-Aid, but the dude is just like unbelievably fit, unbelievably flexible. Everything I'm not. Like I just want to see that guy. I and like you said, he want he's won the Genesis. He's won big events. I think he'll win majors. So Joaquin Neiman plus seven thousand. We'll sprinkle. So we got half live players, half PGA Tour players. We're not going to make the mistake again uh, that we did in the Masters and realize that these guys can't compete. They clearly can. Yep. Mickelson was there. Brooks was there. These guys can compete. We're officially live boys now, but we are going to get out of here. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Enjoy the PGA Championship. We'll be live on Sunday as the leaders come down the stretch. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on all the socials. I am at Big Drive Spence. He is at Big Drive Mitch at Big Drive Energy Pod on Instagram at Big Drive Energy on Twitter. We are out going to the Nuggets game. Nuggets up one nothing on the Lakers as go, you're listening to go this. Go Nuggies. Peace. Peace.